0: Trans with a voice. I welcome you to the first episode of my podcast, Trans with a Voice. In this episode, I will be talking about a major change made to the Policy 713 by the Ministry of Education of New Brunswick that took effect at the beginning of this school year and how this change is hurting trans students right now. Policy 713, for those who don't know, is a Ministry of Education policy that took effect in August of 2020 after years of hard works by experts in the field. It established minimum requirement for school district to create a safe, welcoming, inclusive, and affirming school environment for all students, their families, and allies who identify as 2S slgbtqia The policy applies to student staff and all school sponsors, activities, and communication. The policy has four main elements, but I will only talk about one of them, the right to self-identification. That right means that a student can come out to the school as a trans person and ask to be identified by their preferred name and pronouns without parental consent and without them knowing about it. This applies to both daily classroom activities and communication with the student. What I just described was the policy like it was written in 2020. Now the government forces students under 16 to get parental consent. This is a big problem and I will explain why in this podcast. Referring to a trans person with a wrong name and pronoun tells them that they are not seen and don't have the right to exist. It hurts a lot when it's done repeatedly and that's why preferred name and pronoun saves lives because they show these people that they have the right to live here and to be loved. For me and for a good number of trans people, when you get misgendered or deadnamed repeatedly, you get sick. And we don't control how it makes us feel. For example, for me, if I'm in a discussion or group that misgender me repeatedly, I'll be sick in my stomach, so I'll need to get out quickly of that situation, because... I cannot handle it. And for other trans people, can it can be even worse. could be like a panic attack, for example. So that's why dead naming or using the wrong pronouns should never be done in any situation. I will now explain why the notion of parental consent is problematic. A couple weeks ago, the Angus Reid Institute did a survey in which we found that 67% of the parents in Atlantic Canada wants to be at least informed of their children coming out in school, and in Canada, it's even higher at 78%. To better explain why parental consent is wrong, I will talk about three groups of parents in favor of this change. So first, we have parents with transphobic behaviors to do personal values based on religion, political parties, or just brainwashing. In this situation, the student deserves to be able to come out safely. We don't want the student' life to be put in danger or for him to be expelled from home. Second, the fact that the student can come out of school will enable him to develop fully in his studies and his social life. This will greatly increase his well-being and considerably reduce the risk of suicide. This is not an ideal situation because that person will remain in the closet at home, but at least at school, he'll be happy. The second group of parents are those that are ignorant, know very little about the reality of trans people, or have false belief, or just the fear of the unknown. I'm going to debunk a few myths for them. Being trans is not a phase, a trend, a disease, or even a choice. A trans person is born trans and is a human being like anyone else. Students don't ask for preferred name and pronouns just for fun. When a student is making such a request, he's coming out as trans, which unfortunately involves being the victim of an increasing amount of bullying and discrimination. So, to come out as trans anywhere in this society takes a lot of courage and a lot of determination. And that's only something that will be done by someone that's trans and need to do it for their well-being. Third, the school's responsibility is to enable the student's psychosocial transition, not to provide hormonal treatment or surgery. These treatments are provided by professional in the healthcare system who follow protocols established by WPA. In my next episode, I will explain the different types of healthcare available to teenagers who are trans and also in what cases it will be given to them. The important thing to remember is in school, it's a psychosocial transition, not a medical transition we're talking about. The third group of parents are those that are in favor of the change because they want the best for their child and want to be kept informed so they can be there to support and help them. I can understand why some parents who consider themselves allies might think that way. I want to become a mother myself in the next few years. And it is certain that if my child were trans, I want to know about it to help him or her. However, it is very important to understand that coming out as a trans person and beginning the psychosocial transition is very different from any other challenges your child may face, whether it's drug use, abuse at school, a broken arm, or anything else. Gender identity affects your very existence as a person in society. We are born in a binary society, male-female, and it takes a while to discover that we're trans and to deconstruct the stereotypes we've learned. We are born trans, but we choose when and to whom we come out. At first, we'll come out to the persons that we're more comfortable with, and with whom we feel safe. And for most of our children, it will be their friends at school with which they are more usually comfortable opening up. It is very important for parents to let children make their psychosocial transition at their own pace because if they are outed to their parents before they're ready, it will destabilize them or err. For anyone, it is scary to come out to your parents because you don't want to be rejected, you don't want to lose them, and for a child who is not independent in the society, it is even scarier because you don't want to be kicked out of the house or to lose the right to do certain activities. We don't want to lose our parents in any circumstance. And even if we think that the risk is really small, we'd rather wait than run the risk. When I did my come out to my parents, they were shocked. And they didn't know really what to think about it. And it was the only time in my life where I felt unsafe on my own because my parents were so destabilized by the news that I thought I needed to leave them a couple of days or a couple of weeks to process it before really knowing if they supported me or not. So if you can imagine, I was 28 at that time when I did not come out to my parents and I was super scared of their reaction and knowing if they would accept me. And I maybe had like a 1% chance of them rejecting me because I know I have loving parents. Put yourself in the shoes of a trans teenager who is not a dependent and as to do the same. It is really hard to do. And this is why it is so much easier to do the, the, the coming out at school first and then talk about it to their parents. A child who feels loved by his parents and believes that they will accept him will come out to them eventually. But it might take a few weeks, months, in some cases years, to get to the point where he's comfortable coming out to his parents. The reason why um, a trans person will do a coming out eventually to their parents is because it's impossible to be happy living a life with two identities. For example, for a trans student, that means if he did this coming out at school, at school, he'll be fully themselves, so he'll be more happy. But then at home, he'll have to put a facade in front of him and be really down. If you have a child whom you suspect is trans, the best way to facilitate that person coming out to you is to promote the inclusion of trans people in your family and society. Be careful to not put the child on the spot by asking, for example, are you trans? Let them do their coming out to you when they're ready. I hope this podcast has given you a better understanding of the importance of policy-centered team and why the changes made by the New Brunswick government will be very detrimental for a trans students. Finally, I invite you to subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, or Google Podcasts and to follow Trans with a Voice on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget that a society that is more inclusive to the transgender community is better for everyone. Thanks and see you next time!